What are the three key fantasy football questions facing the 2023 San Francisco 49ers as they head into training camp? It's time to break it down right here and right now, starting with Christian McCaffrey as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironwood. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. It is a quiet time here in the NFL offseason as we transition from OTAs and minicamp to training camp. And it's a good time to look at all 32 teams in depth here around the NFL. We're almost done looking at all 16 NFC teams. We're down to the last two teams in the NFC West. We went east to west, alphabetical order by city. We're up to the San Francisco 49ers. The Seattle Seahawks are on deck. That means that we'll look at the AFC East next week, starting with the Buffalo Bills. So a lot of good teams still left to break down here for you. If you missed anything, check out our archives. Thanks for making us Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. Let's dive right into the first question we have about the 49ers. Is Christian McCaffrey back all the way as the best player on the board to draft in fantasy football? So RB1 overall, yes, that's where he's ranked right now, but he's also top of the board, half point PPR as the selection. Let's look at where he finished last year. RB2 in overall scoring, half point PPR. RB2 in average scoring per game in half point PPR. And now, of course, translating that into the RB1. He was right up there with Jonathan Taylor last year. Jonathan Taylor, we had a big debate on him as the number one versus McCaffrey. Taylor couldn't stay healthy. McCaffrey got the fortunate bump of being traded from the Panthers to the 49ers. Really a golden upgrade, no pun intended there, for him to have a massive season in the McCaffrey vein. And let's look at, if, if can it get better? I think it could over a full season. Let's break down the numbers for you. Over the entire season with the two teams, 244 carries, 1,139 yards, 85 receptions, 741 receiving yards. That made it up to 1880, so getting close to the 2,000 scrimmage mark again. 14 combined touchdowns there, rushing and receiving with both teams, Carolina and San Francisco. Let's look at what he did last year if you projected him with the 49ers all year long. 245 carries, 1,153 yards. 80 receptions, 717 yards, 15 total touchdowns, 1970 would have been his yards from scrimmage. So look at that. Like his workload was managed almost to a T here, wherever he was between the Panthers and the 49ers. Again, one extra carry would have been the projection, a few more yards rushing, a few fewer catches. And that makes sense because the 49ers had more weapons than the Panthers. So, but still not all that different here, 85 to 80, 741 to 17. So the pace almost the same, almost a touchdown there per game for McCaffrey, no matter how you look at it. We know he can get up to the 20 mark. We know he can get to 2,000 yards from scrimmage as well. So 
the best thing about the 49ers, they can keep him healthy because they have a good zone blocking scheme where he can be effective running in it, not take a lot of hits. They also have a guy in Elijah Mitchell that can take pressure off him. Now, interesting, it's the Mitchell, Tyrion Davis, Price, Jordan Mason. They only have 104 vacated carries, but really a lot of those were vacated before McCaffrey got there, so it's a little misleading because they moved Jeff Wilson Jr. to the Dolphins as they acquired McCaffrey from the Panthers. So he had 92 of those carries. Another 12 went to Tevin Coleman, not on the team anymore. So there's not really much more to expand, but all the numbers say he can put up a very consistent season now. Yeah, the injury issues, we might say, okay, he's a little bit older. He just had the workload, avoided the injury last year, so he might be due. But you can't really think that way. Again, we thought that way a little bit last year in fantasy, and it burned us. And again, what happened, we had the fortune of him going to the 49ers and really boosting his value there more than we could expect. And Taylor just got hurt. We would have seen something more out of Taylor, didn't get the help from the offensive line. But it's very hard to duplicate an elite season in running back but McCaffrey has put together multiple careers there and stayed healthy through most of them there. And again, there's some durability issues, but I think those are gone now. I think he's in his prime. So really have to take advantage of the special hybrid unicorn player that still has uh, some years left to put up these big numbers. So McCaffrey is still overall, you look at it. If he was a Panther all the season long, the numbers would have been fine. If he was a 49er, all season long, 2022, the numbers would have been exploded. So it doesn't matter. He had it. Uh, there's no red flags here. It's not too good to be true. McCaffrey deserves to be the number one player on the board, especially in half point and full point PPR because of all that receiving prowess he still has. So there you have it. On the field, off the field, wherever you look at it, Chris McCaffrey's looking good. Reality, fantasy, all that good stuff. We'll break down the big question at quarterback for the 49ers and then look at Debo Samuel, his prospects for a rebound in our final segment. Uh, so break two more things down for you with our key questions with the 49ers. So definite uh, team that has a lot of interest for fantasy football. There should also be a lot of interest in the baseball season as it's full swing here. And uh, the best place to get in on the action is at FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000. And really there's a lot of ways to bet on the games, the runs totals there with the over-unders. You could look at the team and the spread there, look at what teams are hot, look at the matchups and the pitchers we like and the hitters we like. So there's all kinds of ways to look at, into it. So don't miss a chance. Get into the swing. Get up to the plate. $1,000 up to available when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash lockdown to sign up and you can get those bonus bets. And what a great value that is up to $1,000. FanDuel officials, Sports betting partner, Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, it is time to continue the show here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Every day is our next team that we're going to look at, Seattle Seahawks. So we'll break down them in depth with their three key questions on the next show. All right, time to break down the second question with the 49ers. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers? And this is a loaded question, not just for the start of the season, but overall for most of the season. And does it have relevance to us in fantasy football in the long run? Are we going to avoid this? Just look at the skill players around the quarterback. Let's look at Jimmy G. Finishes QB 25 last year. There in just overall scoring QB 21. 
Let's look at Brock Purdy. Now, we know Jimmy Garoppolo left, and he is now a Las Vegas Raider. QB 33 for Brock Purdy when he was in there, not a surprise. But QB 36, only an average scoring. So even with the solid reality games with multiple touchdowns, he wasn't throwing for a high volume. So that hurt his numbers because they were running like wild with McCaffrey. Let's look at Trey Lance. He was at QB 28 average in the short time that he was out there before he got hurt, really one and a half games. So now you look at where Brock Purdy is ranked. He's QB 32. You have uh, Sam Darnold at QB 36. So really not a lot to see there between these uh, quarterbacks. They're all bunched up when you look at Lance around 28 as well. So 28, 32, 36. That would say that Lance is going to be the starter. That's the expectations here. But Purdy probably could uh, give a battle. It really comes down to who's the healthiest both of these guys healthy is Lance fully recovered do they trust him in his growth and coming back with his inexperience do they still trust Purdy and say he's still got the job when he gets back with his injury is he going to be ready in week one there's also the talk that Sam Darnold may need to start here so a lot of question marks I think the 49ers are going to drag this out as much as possible I, I mentioned that in another spot here where I really think they're going to take their time they would want a Trey Lance Brock Purdy battle in training camp at some point with both of them healthy to see which is the best quarterback option for them going forward, then make a decision. Do they move Lance? I don't think that there's any way they want Sam Darnold to play, but they had to keep him just in case Lance and Purdy are both not ready. More so Purdy, right? I think Lance will be healthy. It's more coach's decision. Do they feel comfortable in putting him back out there as a starter with his limited experience even from last year? He just hasn't started a lot of games. Purdy has way more experience at this point in relation to Lance in key high leverage roles here. So Darnold, you had to have insurance again because the injury nature of both of those guys. So I think, again, the 49ers, ideally, I think they would want Trey Lance to take control of the job, play well, dazzle, and be out there because they did invest a lot of draft capital, trade it up to get him. But they're also going to say Brock Purdy, we want him to battle evenly here. Kyle Shanahan has fond memories of what Purdy did last year down the stretch going into the playoffs. And, you know, how badly the 49ers were hurt when Purdy went down against the Eagles in the championship game. So a lot of things point to Purdy being the starter if all things are equal as they are right now. Now Lance really has to make up the most ground here in terms of his playing style, experience of this offense to really go forward. So I think you'll see Purdy out there. That's my bet right now. If he's healthy, he's going to be the starter over Lance in the current state of things for the 49ers. If not, They'll trust Lance to play over Sam Darnold because he gives them the element of running. And again, the 49ers are in a unique situation with their offensive line, with their running game with McCaffrey, with their skill players, where the quarterback can be more of a facilitator and distributor. And I think they would feel most comfortable Lance a little off and not picking up the offense to go there with Purdy and Darnold as a last resort here. They protect Lance a little bit more, be a little bit more aggressive with Purdy if he's in there. But I think that's where it's leaning here. So Darnold, take him out of the equation again. Purdy healthy, if things stay as they are, he's the guy. Lance, again, they need to have a big, big summer out of him to really earn that starting job back because they're not looking heavily at the draft capital the way that other teams might and try to force Lance back in the lineup. They're going to go with the best guy. Best guy might be Purdy here for their needs to win big again in 2023. All right, there's a look at the second key question. Who's going to be the quarterback for the 49ers in 2023? Jimmy Garoppolo gone and Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold in the mix. We'll get to Debo Samuel. What does that mean here for Debo? We'll break that down in our final segment here on the show. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. We're on YouTube, 
We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. Make sure you're checking out Locked On NFL, Locked On NFL Draft, all the good stuff here to break down the offseason for you in the big picture around the league. So check those podcasts out only on the Locked On Network. It is time to close the show and ask the third key question about the 49ers for fantasy football that we would like answered here. Is Debo Samuel ready for a big rebound, and can he get closer to those 2021 numbers? Well, the problem is the 49ers wide receiver core kind of set up the way it was last year with uh, Juwan Jennings returning as number three. Let's look at the numbers for Debo last year. Wide receiver 38 in overall scoring. That makes sense with his injury issues. Wide receiver 26 in average, so he fell all the way down to a wide receiver three. He's now ranked as a wide receiver two, as wide receiver 18 and a half point PPR, according to the expert consensus. Brandon Ayuk is, uh, however, the guy that finishes wide receiver 15 overall, wide receiver 24 in average scoring. So average or games, Ayuk was the better receiver all around and a much better value in fantasy football than Samuel. Samuel was being taken very early in the top five among the wide receivers, top 10, where Ayuk was taken more as a wide receiver 3-2 borderline player. Look, he outproduced him. And now he's being dropped all the way to wide receiver 30. So despite Brandon Ayuk doing a lot to outscore Debo, partly because Debo was gone, there is a sense that Ayuk should be buried behind Debo. But when you look at those numbers that Ayuk still averaged more points than Debo, that's something really to consider. Same offense, same target share is probably going to be there. 114 targets last year for Ayuk to lead the team. Debo, 94. So I don't think there's much deviation here. Everyone's kind of back in the mix they're going to probably operate the same offense because it's very successful, same ratio probably with passing and running, McCaffrey being a center piece, but that's going to hurt Debo, right? They don't need Debo in that hybrid role anymore to take those shorter passes. They don't need the red zone to finish with running back. McCaffrey cuts into a lot of that work. So right now I would say it should be not this uh, disparaging for Brandon Ayuk. It could be 12 spots, basically a whole wide receiver starting run here separating the two as absolutely should not be the case so i think i want to temper expectations for debo i want to put him as a wide receiver too because Ayuk is an important factor don't forget about mccaffrey don't forget about george kittle jennings can have an impact at time maybe they'll use danny gray a little bit more and don't forget about the quarterback situation not being the same without uh, jimmy garoppolo and younger quarterbacks uh, brock purdy has a little bit more chemistry with Ayuk. relance might favor samuel a little bit more darnold uh, could be splitting evenly between these guys. So I really think Ayuk is undervalued, Debo's overvalued. I think they intersect a little bit higher as wide receiver twos, where I don't think Ayuk should be a wide receiver three. And I don't think Debo should in, intersect any wide receiver one. So I don't think he's in the top 12. I don't think he's uh, in the top 20 even. I think you go 20 to 25 for both of these guys there when you're looking at. So borderline there, again, they split the work. And you can't discount Ayuk being a big factor and really breaking out a little bit on his own with or without Samuel. Those numbers would have been there last year. So something to keep in mind, again, they're, I think they're treated more as interchangeable equal receivers at this point. Remember, Debo's also been able to take off when they didn't have a lot in the running game and were really thin at receiver. But when Ayuk is on the field, when McCaffrey's on the field, when Kittle's playing, that's all going to hurt Debo's numbers here quite a bit. So temporary expectations, I don't think he drops below wide receiver two. 
I don't think Ayuk does either, but I'm not going to lower one and raise one the way the rankings would suggest you do that here. Because, again, Ayuk doesn't get enough credit. He's uh, out of the doghouse, a key receiver for them all over the field. I think he has more dynamic elements in certain aspects than Debo's. Debo's maybe the short to intermediate guy. Ayuk has a little bit of better field stretching qualities here. So, again, even it up, two wide receiver twos. Now, Debo, that is a fine rebound when you look at where he was last year finishing as a wide receiver three, however you slice it with him. So that's an upgrade for him. So you can call it a rebound, but don't expect him to shoot up back to 2020 numbers. I think that was an anomalous season again, based on the other states of the 49ers offense in the running and passing games. So now it's a little bit even keel here. And I think you'll interchange between these guys a little bit more with Kittle also becoming a big factor in the passing game especially on the intermediate routes. So there you have it. There's a breakdown uh, of the three key questions facing the 49ers in fantasy football for 2023. Good stuff all around there. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day. We'll come back with our next show looking at the Seattle Seahawks as we wrap up the look at the NFC West teams and our NFC analysis in general. Then we'll turn our attention again to the AFC East, start there with the Bills, go to the Dolphins, then, of course, uh, the Patriots, and then Aaron Rodgers Jets. So good week of uh, shows for you coming up. A good week all around when we can get to every team possible that's there. So we'll get to all 32 teams, ask the key questions there. If you missed any of those teams, check it out. And uh, thank you for joining us with our look at the 49ers. The Seahawks are on deck. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this is Vinny Iyer. Have a great day. We'll check you out tomorrow with more key questions for the offseason.